0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, May nineteenth, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. What happens when a left-wing Democrat from Oregon and a right-wing Republican from Utah get together to push for a health care reform that Senator Hillary Clinton says she would sign as president? Michael Cannon, the Cato Institute's Director of Health Policy Studies, tells us. Senator Ron Wyden from Oregon and Senator Bob Bennett from Utah have co-sponsored a proposal to revamp America's healthcare sector to give everybody health insurance coverage. What's interesting about this is that Ron Wyden is a uh, left-wing Democrat from Oregon, and Bob Bennett is a very conservative Republican from Utah. And this proposal to give universal coverage to all Americans has, uh, because of that sort of odd couple um, quality to it, has captured the attention of a lot of people. And recently, Hillary Clinton was asked if she were president, would she sign this bill? And she said that she would. Now, I think that that's very revealing uh, of what kind of a, a presidency and what, ka- uh, what kind of health care reform we would get with uh, Senator Clinton in the White House, because this Wyden-Bennett bill is really uh, a, a proposal for a wholesale government takeover of America's health care sector. The way it would work would basically be this. Supporters claim that the bill would have your employers give you the money that the your employer now spends on your health insurance that's about $9,000 for the average family with uh, employer sponsored health insurance and that you would then use that to purchase coverage the way it would actually work is this yes the government would require your employer to add that to your salary but then the government would tax it from you take it right out of your paycheck before you ever see it the government would then give that money to State bureaucracies that would uh, give it to insurance companies, you would be able to select your insurance plan, but they would require you to, the bill would require you to purchase a minimum amount of coverage so that 30 to 50% of Americans would have to purchase more health insurance than they currently do, more health insurance than they may want, which is like a tax right there. And of course, the money that you're spending or the money that the government is taking from you uh, out of your paycheck, that's also a tax. Uh, There would be an additional tax imposed on people who make over $60,000 a year or married couples who make over $125,000 a year. There would be taxes on employers. There would be taxes um, hidden in health insurance premiums and hidden in state taxes because the federal government would actually be taxing state governments here. And there's even hidden taxes in the way that the government requires the employer to cash out the workers. For example, the, the bill requires that employers give all workers the same amount, uh, whether they're healthy or sick, so that in effect, workers with high cost conditions, when they get that $9,000, would actually be getting a pay cut because the value of their compensation would have dropped. So the the the, the bill is very tax heavy. It's also very regulation heavy and would um, force a lot of Americans to give up the coverage they have right now and give them fewer, fewer choices of health insurance, uh, probably uh, re- reduce their choice of doctor, and I think set back the pursuit of uh, quality, affordable health care by a generation. How does this get conservative support? It would seem to add one more degree of separation between the customer and the provider of health care. How does it get conservative support? Well, I'm not really sure there, you know, uh, I I can offer a couple of guesses. One of them is that they didn't read the bill. Another one is that the sponsors of the bill put in health savings accounts, put in the words health savings accounts, and conservatives thought, oh, well, health savings accounts are a good idea. Uh, And in fact, this is when you're, uh, when it comes to health insurance mandates, this mandate does have a little more flexibility than, say, the one in Massachusetts does because it would allow individuals to have a health savings account as long as the value of the insurance and the money they put into the health savings account equal the amount, the actuarial value of what of the uh, minimum amount of insurance that the government would be requiring you to buy. Now, all that that means is it, it is a more flexible uh, Mandate, but what it means is that the healthy people are going to gravitate toward those health savings account plans, and um, this and people who might prefer more generous coverage are not going to be able to afford those plans because the only people enrolling with those plan in those plans are going to be those with very high cost conditions, and uh, because there's there aren't going to be any any healthy workers in those plans because they can switch from year to year. There's going to be no one in those plans to subsidize the sicker workers. So it's not going to be worth it for them. The, the sicker workers are going to go into the less generous plans and you're going to have far less choice of health insurance than you would have in, in, uh, in a free market where you do have healthy people subsidizing sicker people in, um, in even individual health insurance markets. How caught up are people who you would think would Support a free market in healthcare. How caught up are they in this drumbeat for universal coverage? I think they're very caught up. I, you had, I think, the Senate Republican Caucus uh, put out a statement saying that they wanted to get every American health insurance coverage. Now, I want to live in a society where everyone um, gets the kind of healthcare that they need. The question is, um, is insurance the best way to do that, and and is government the best way to provide them uh, or to provide medical care to people who need it? I think the answer to, to both of those questions is no. Uh, in a lot of cases, health insurance does not make sense because for some people because the costs outweigh the benefits of, of insurance. Now, they may need a subsidy, but there are other ways of providing subsidies to, to people who need medical care. And if, when the government gets its hand in this, uh, in this effort to uh, subsidize those who need it, We're going to get more of what we've always gotten when we've turned to government in healthcare. We're going to get higher costs and lower quality. So I think that the best we can probably hope for is to return that responsibility of uh, of subsidizing those who need it uh, to state governments rather than the federal government so that they can experiment with different ways to to do that. Michael Cannon is the Cato Institute's Director of Health Policy Studies and co-author of Healthy Competition. You can get your copy at Cato.org.